from ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard. I sell it with my What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here, and my people down the radar. You are tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind, presented by Dosecchi's. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett would have spent in the one and twos on this R&B Friday. This first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Tylow Orchid and the Dominion, at the Dominion. Uh, if you're out here by the rim or you're looking for a date night tonight, Tylow Orchid. All right. They're open five to nine. Nice atmosphere. Uh, you know, family friendly. Stop by. Give him, a, give him, a, give him a shout out. Tell him Calvin sent you. Talal Orchid, official sponsor of the Sports Cry. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven six. If you know what you want to talk about, you know the routine. It is open phone lines. Uh, be patient. That's the only thing we ask during these long segments and breaks. Um, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. If there's anything that you want to comment on that we're discussing or something that, uh, you know, we're not discussing that you want to bring to the airways, you can feel free to do that. Um, also, if you need to follow me on Twitter, uh, it is at sports grind. And if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, and I'll try to react to those in real time, um, you know, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page um, and leave comments there. And if you ever miss any of the daily episodes, don't forget, you can go to SportsGrindOnline.com where you can download the podcast seven days a week, 24-7, you know. Come a long way with that because I remember about three, four years ago, longer than that, probably, Salami's Twitter get hit up all the time. Man, the podcast ain't up. Tuesday's podcast ain't up. It's Friday. Be like, yeah. And, you know, the people that did it with us for they did a good job. But it just came down at that time, you know, me being him to be on top of everything. That was just one of those times. That said, so y'all gotten spoiled with the podcast because of the uh, good work for the producer, Mr. Jonas Clark. Oh, thanks. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, that's without a doubt. If you wasn't, you wouldn't be sitting in this seat in the studio. I'll tell you that. But that's Good just, point. that's one of the things. Uh, but anyway, how are you doing today? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. Okay. Barlett. Mr. Calvin, how you doing? Yeah, all right, man. It is Friday. It is Friday. So uh, we've got some things to get to. Some things we didn't get to yesterday, of course. Um, you know, NFL preseason is officially underway want to talk about some things last night uh we got to schedule a few games tonight also this weekend so you know it's not going to be really breaking down preseason and this it's just certain things with certain teams what you want to look for with whoever's out there some of the concerns going in and i definitely have some opinions in regards to the dallas cowboys and the denver broncos who will be facing off tomorrow in preseason who's had some joint practices here for the last couple of days which we've gotten some details uh, you know, we told you yesterday there was fights. Uh, we got some more details that's come out uh, from that joint practice, which I'll get to here shortly. Um, also, uh, we've got a Deshaun Watson update. Believe that. All right. We've only talked about him for the last three months consistently in the last 16 months um, sitting around and speculating. But now there's reports saying that he's willing to accept an eight game suspension. That tells you a couple of things. One, he knows that they're coming for the they coming from the juggler. They coming for it. 
and also think that's kind of a Deshaun saying, hey, man, I want to get this over with. Let me do my time. You know what I'm saying? If I'm guilty of love, let me do my time. That was an old school song. All right. Dusty for you Dusties. But this is the deal. You know, look, what's going to be crazy, now you got reports saying, hey, Cleveland's open to maybe Will and Deal for Jimmy Garoppolo. That would be hilarious. You would lose the bet to me, and they would end up on your team. Uh, That would be hilarious. He would end up on your team. And you know what? If it's eight games, I'll tell you this. Let's say the NFL hears this. All right, man, to get this over with, take eight. He takes eight. It starts, and we, we know it's eight games. If they go out and make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, because you're at least giving up a two for Jimmy. You're not, Jimmy's not getting a one. 49ers are not getting a one for them. But what they gave up a trade, they'll recoup. Twos will help. If they give up a two and a third, if that's the team he goes to, that's going to tell you one thing in my opinion. It's going to prove me right in my gut. Stefanski's feeling it, man. And not only that, and this has nothing to do about Stefanski not being a good coach. This just has to do with, like, look, there's two things. I believe that. The second thing is say, hey, we're, we're not going to really use this Deshaun Watson as an excuse. We've got a talented roster. We've got arguably maybe the best running back duo in the NFL, even though one's disgruntled. Okay. But they've got the talent, and they got a guy, Miles Garrett, that's going for a sack record, that's going for a franchise record, and you're talking about maybe right there in the neighborhood, the hills of Bruce Smith on a pace he's on. And I've seen some interviews to Miles Garrett. He's locked in. I don't know about the rest of the team, but Miles is locked in. So we'll see how that Deshaun Watson goes. But, yes, Jimmy could be one of those. And if I'm Jimmy, I'm taking that because I'm like, look, I know he got 250 guaranteed. It ain't me here, but if I can put tape out there, I can give me one good payday with a contender. It's either that or they're going to cut him and he's going to go within division. That's pretty much what's going to happen. Either or. He's getting, he's been cleared to practice. It's coming. I will stand by it. They cannot leave him on this roster. Even if they say, hey, stay away. You don't have to come in. He's got to get off. Because if Trey comes out with the wobbly boot and he struggles, that's too much a distraction. And this 49er team, man, I'm starting to get a little bit higher on them than, you know, than I even let on for the last few months. It comes down to Trey. And the more I think about it, Kyle Shanahan, which we got some news by him, by the way, he's pissed off at the league for apparel reasons. I got to take on that. But I keep forgetting Kyle Shanahan. Matt Schaub was an MVP talks. Let me say that again. Matt Schaub was in MVP talks with Kyle Shanahan on the Motorola. So I understand Trey's only got 20 games under, but this is a guy. There's going to be more in this playbook that they can do that they couldn't do with Jimmy. So that's my take on that. We've got some other NFL good news for former black players in the NFL. You know, some of their settlements on concussions, they're starting to get those paid. Remember, we've, I've kind of touched on this here and there. You know, there were studies out to say, hey, man, the African-American players that played in the 60s, 70s, 80s, they're getting denied for a lot of their benefits. Well, I guess they've been handling this kind of behind the scenes, but there's some more report coming out that they're getting more, you know, more what they have coming to them. And I'm happy to hear about that. So you've got that going on. Also, if we have time to get to it, I told you today I wanted to start the win totals. Okay, win totals. And I'm, I'm, the target is to do three a day, but we'll probably get caught up in other topics. We'll lose, but at the, the, we'll lose time. But the deal is, is that the goal is to get that out of the way before we pick the divisions. So today I believe I had Arizona Cardinals, 
Atlanta, and what's the other third team? I can't remember. Baltimore. Okay, so today I want to try to get to Atlanta. That's going to be easy. Um, Cardinals <laughs> and Baltimore. Baltimore. So we've got that going on. Also, NBA. We didn't get a chance to get to this yesterday, uh, but we talked about it. We discussed it during break amongst us three. Um, and Bartlett, and we're talking about Bill Russell. The league made a decision. I'm pretty sure you know by now to retire number six, Bill Russell's number. No, we, we, you know, we just lost him. He passed about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Um, and the NBA came out that this is what they want to do to honor him. And you had a question, Barley. You had kind of like a concern with this. Uh, what, what did you go ahead and tell the people uh, what's on your mind? Well, it, it's just uh, I'm, I'm not disrespecting or, you know, not giving praise to what Bill Russell was right. as a player, a human being, or, or anything. But to me, it just seems like I, I know Jonas and I kind of had a conversation off the air about it. I'm not saying that he's not worthy or he deserves it, but I just think in my generation, I would be more entitled to being okay with Kobe or Mike. Having their number retired. Having having the number retired throughout the league. Because, I, I, I mean, again, no disrespect to, to Bill Russell, uh, but there weren't any commercials of, hey, I want to be like Bill Russell. You know, it was, I want to be like Mike. I want to be like Kobe, you know, Black Mamba. So that's, that's where I'm just like, I'm, I understand, hey, he's got the titles and everything. And it's, you know, you can look at it as a generational thing, but the, yeah. the type of talent well, he played against in that time, right? It just doesn't, at least to me, it just doesn't hold up to what Kobe and Mike do, or yeah. Kobe and Mike did. Um, well, this is what I'll tell you. Well, you said a lot of rich stuff there. That's why I wanted to get this out early because uh, I fell away. But one thing you said, you said, well, there was no uh, I want to be Bill Russell campaigns. Well, there's two things to that. Number one, that was kind of before the whole marketing machine. There was really no marketing machine behind that. And number two, I don't even know. I want to be Bill Russell back now. I don't know because your ass was either getting lynched or shot at in Boston. True. So I, I, I don't know if it was going to be one of those that you really want to be Bill Russell back then in the campaign campaign. But y'all get it. But this is a deal, okay? Um, yeah, Jonas laughed at that a little bit too much. Uh, but anyway, uh, no. Look, wow. uh, the reason why I wanted you to say that, Bart, and the reason why this is because this is how I feel about it. Because you see a lot of things that I've said when we even talked about the day of his passing is that even the people in my generation, that's 45, 46, 44, whatever, in that range. When you even, you know, even pre-social media, but especially in social media, when you have those topics and debates about the GOAT, it only really comes down to Mike and it only comes down to LeBron and Kobe gets in there, and then it comes down to the old school guys, too, as well. Said, hey, don't forget about Kareem. Bill Russell is never, from. I'm just talking about my generation, has never really been, it's always been like, hey, you know what? Who, like Bartlett said, who did he play against? He played against guys that was delivering milk in the neighborhood. You know, it's always, I don't think his 11 championships or how many he's got, that is always going to be out there to say, hey, that's the way he's been treated. Now, Trans, trans, uh, transitioning to the retirement of the jersey 
A couple other things you pointed on. Well, first of all, I just and again, you know, I, I'm not trying to be negative because it is a good gesture, but it goes by this whole thing that, you know, that got a craze since 2020. OK, especially in our community. Give him his flowers while he's here. Bill Russell's hasn't been hasn't played for a long, long time. The legendary story of Bill Russell has been told, even if you're not a diehard NBA fan and you just pass by basketball or you like basketball or you only a diehard Spurs fan. You know about Bill Russell and what he's done. OK, you might not know all the details, but you pretty much know. So my point is. Why wait this? If this is what you were going to do, why wait until he passed to do it. That's my only take with it. Because, I mean, we've had the, the 50th team, all NBA team. We've had the 75. Okay? So, to me, this is something that uh, I, I this has to be a first to me. I can't remember anybody else. They've done it. I know that they talked about it and flirted with it with Mike. Uh, Pat Riley put his jersey up in the damn heat arena. He, don't, he never played for Pat. Okay, but I've never I can't recall any other NBA jersey that they retired, which is is a good. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. The the problem I have and the question I have is like, why now when this guy's been in front of the camera, he, he kept good health for the most part as he aged. He was always around finals game. I can tell you love Tim Duncan through that whole run. He was at Spurs paying attention to Spurs finals when Tim was getting his chips. Why not? Why wait till now? This is something. So basically what I'm saying is something they should have done already. Okay, now to the other point before I move on from that, Bartlett made in there about Kobe or Mike. Let me tell you something. And I don't and then you're you're not supposed to speak on the dead negative. You know, as I get older, I'm trying to get a little bit more with life and spiritual or whatever. You know, just went to church a couple weeks ago. You know, they had men's day. They have it once a year. My dad's, hey, man, I need you. You know, I want you. Yeah. You know, me and AC went. Right at the sermon, the preacher come up to me like, hey, you going to be here next Sunday? With that look, you know, and our church, I'm looking like, man, you need to get your ass in here because the only time you're coming is on men's day. Hey, man, all right. Man. But anyway, you're not supposed to talk about the dead negatively. It's bad karma. But I'm with all that said, I'm going to tell you this. People have to understand Kobe, whether it's fair or not, had rape charges and allegations. Even though he beat the case, I never thought he was really guilty. The only thing I thought he was guilty of was adultery that cost him a Ferrari and a purple diamond ring or whatever the hell that was. Not even, you know, that wasn't even really heard of at that time. But my point why I bring that up, that, that's going to be one of those that I understand how a generation thinks about Kobe, but that's never happening. I mean, they'll, I mean, they already honored him with the All-Star MVP award naming. There might be other awards to come to honor him, but retire his number? No. I think if that was anybody they're going to do, they should have done Mike. And my thing is this should be probably the first and the last that they do that. Now, maybe, God forbid, if something happens to Mike or something like that, and then maybe they want to have a discussion there because I'm the one that's been beating the drum for the damn logo. The logo should have been changed from West to Mike, to the Jumpman. Yes, sir. I mean, he's the guy that started the campaigns that Bartlett's talking about. The commercial side of it. Guys getting shoe deals on the level that they, you know, paying more attention to how much I'm getting from this show deal. That was Mike. Okay. And Kevin Falk, shout out to the agents. 
What you got, Jones? To your point earlier, you didn't know if the NBA has ever retired a number like that before. In professional sports, Bill Russell's number six is just the third number. Of course, in baseball, 42, Jackie Robinson. In hockey, nobody will ever wear 99 like Wayne. Okay. And then in the NBA, now wow. number six. So, yeah, that's, I mean, I didn't even realize or ever thought about it, really, that that list is that short, um, you know, on the list of just people. Yeah, that's something, you know, that's – I mean, let's start looking at Tom Brady. Would the league ever consider retiring his number? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be down with that. I mean, Joe Namath, 12. I know he ain't Tom Brady. K-Gun, Kelly, 12. Well, what about sweetness? Um, that's another one of those that if they were going to do that, they should have done that already. I think, you know, NFL is just the so much of the ultimate team sport. And you've got a lot of guys on a roster and a lot of guys that have played this game. A lot of guys that's in the hall. That one's going to be you. You wouldn't make anybody happy. You couldn't please anybody with that one. That one's a little bit too. That's why I don't think you'll see that in the NFL. It'll have to take something really like, you know, I don't even think for Tom Brady, they they would actually do that. But I don't have a problem with Bill Russell doing it. I don't think you did, Barlett, too. I don't know that. No. I, you know, that's I didn't take it that way. Yeah, no, I, uh, I was yeah. right there with you but, as far as, like, they yeah. should – if they wanted to do this, they should have done it when he was alive and a long time ago. I yeah. think it's just the cir- the time and circumstance is like, oh, well, we're just trying to do this as, as a media campaign kind of thing. I agree. I agree. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studio. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett spin the one and twos. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready to drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included, and whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports crime. 
All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett spinning the one and twos in this R&B Friday. Listen to the sports grind presented by Dos Equis, And we are broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Yeah, I feel like Joe took over for Keith Sweat, man, for the begging and all that. But I like Joe. Joe's, a, Joe's probably underrated. But anyway, all right, this next segment Okay, it's going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether it's auto, life, home, or renters. Give him a call. He'll get you the cheapest rate out there because he represents over 40 different carriers. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right, so what else we got to get to today? We will, um, in the next segment, or the sometime promise in the next hour, in the next hour, um, we'll get to the uh, program scheduling adjustment announcement that we've got to make in regards finally. to what's going on. Well, finally, as long as I don't, I'm not good. If, if, we, if I get caught up in a topic and we run and there's like three minutes left, <laughs> I'm parlay that till Monday. But no, mostly I'm gonna try to get to it. So we can just to kind of let we'll you know what's going it. on. I mean, it's no, I mean it's I mean it is what it is. I mean, but we'll get we'll get to it. It's nothing major. Um, but what I'll um, what I will get to back is what the docket is. What we're trying to get to the docket. Uh, baseball, you know, it's you know they had another field of dreams yesterday with the Reds and the Cubs. Cubs was victorious. Now I think that baseball is not going back next year. From what I heard, you fat check me on that, but I thought maybe next year wasn't returning to that particular field. I think they were going to do something else or whatever, uh, but didn't really pay attention to uh, to it too much live. Uh, that game didn't really grab my interest, but I've seen the setup before out in Field of Dreams. Uh, you know, so definitely it was a nice setting always, no matter who's playing. You know, but I was thinking the Reds. I was like, I don't know, man. I could see, you know, you do the Cubs, Yankees, Cubs, Boston, but Reds, I get it, I guess. I really don't get it, but what you got, Jonas? You are correct. Um, In in sporting news uh, reporting, there won't be an MLB Field of Dreams game in 2023 because of construction at the site. So they're not 100% Hmm. sure if it's going to be ready or not. Um, of course, if, if you interrupt that, and, and they are going to play in England, so we do know that one. They're taking you know baseball overseas. We've talked about that before. Um, and so maybe that could be one of those shifts away from the Field of Dreams game at that point, too, because if it, if, it, if it doesn't perform, I guess, to, to, to expense standards, mm. Like yesterday, your your buzzword was ROI, return on yep. investment. If you're mm-hmm. not getting the ROI, and next yeah. year you don't see a drop off with it, then we may not see it again after that point. But for sure, 2023 is is not happening. Okay. Um, yeah. So it, I mean, it's always a nice setting to see, but I just felt like I, that's the only thing I wanted to touch on uh, with that uh, particular. Um, also, speaking of baseball, uh, the captain uh, concluded. Saw it last night. Um, and let me tell you, y'all listen to the show with some of the people that's listened to me longer. Y'all know how I feel about Derek Jeter. Let me tell you, I have even more respect for him watching that whole documentary. Uh, you know, I always knew the guy was focused and disciplined, but I, you know, I always, I didn't know he was really wired that structured. I mean, honestly, 
you know, and I'm, and he said it, he's probably had some close calls. I know the situation he was supposed to be there that night, you know, PDD, the whole Sean situation, the one that sent Sean away for like 10, 15 years, you know, uh, the one that made JLo run, the one his mom was like, who you hanging out? Get away from him. Mina, get away from him. P. Diddy Puff, I don't care. Leave. Like, you just going, the trial ain't even started yet, Jay. Okay? I mean, you, you use, we got you use the N word with Ja Rule. Nobody, it was no minor backlight. You got to pass on that. And you just ducked out of Dodge. Like, enough of this. Don't need 106 in Park anymore. Let me unbraid my hair. That's J Lo. But anyway, very successful woman, though. But look. Derek is, I will, and I'm not overreacting either. This is not because it's biased. I still want to know the one guy that didn't vote for him in the Hall of Fame. That guy should be outed. That's all I want to know. That guy has to be born a Red Sox fan. That's just, and I'm glad he brought it up in the Hall of Fame speech. But anyway, he's got to be the best, if not the best, one of the top two athletes to really do it the right way. I'm talking about on and off the field and knowing how to navigate the media. We're talking about the New York Post and the New York Daily News, the mecca of the media capital of the world. The only thing that comes close is L.A. And he went without a scratch, had a close call. But it doesn't mean he ain't got another side to him. It just means like everything was about winning. And, it, and I remember even toward the end of the and I'm thinking after saying like, why are we ever having questions? And is he really, is Derek Jeter overrated? I remember those talks. I mean, you know, and again, he doesn't rank as one of the top three. I don't, Derek doesn't even, he doesn't crack the top five in Yankee lore, but that, but that's Yankees. But still, you know, no one's wearing the number two again. The Yankees, I don't think so. I think that's safe to say. Nobody's wearing the number two in Yankees. I, don't, I think they haven't put it back out. You know, they all the numbers they retired, they got in the outfield. I don't know if they've done his yet or they already did it. I don't know. But they will. But that was just a classic. Shout out to Spike Lee. I forgot my other man's brother's name, this executive on it too. But Spike Lee did his thing on that one. you got to watch that one. What do you got, Jonas? Uh, they did retire the number two in yeah. 2014. Okay, I yeah. thought they already did it. See, they're not waiting. You don't know what mess around with that, but a lot more respect for them. Preseason got underway last night. Tennessee, Giants. What you talking about, Willis? That's going to be for Adam also. What you talking about, Willis? Do you know what that one is, Jonas? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I think, I, I know, of course, uh, Gary Coleman. Uh, okay. I wanna, I'm going to take a guess here. The show was called Different Strokes. There you go. Oh, Bingo. There we go. Round of applause for Jonas. Finally got <laughs> one and went on. Um, Malik Willis looked really good last night. Now, granted, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt. Because, first of all, he's playing against third-string guys, some of those, most of them. He's playing against guys that are not going to make the final cut. So, I'm not trying to get carried away here. But what it did show to me is his poise – and his athleticism on the NFL level, even against guys that are trying to make the team. Keep in mind, this guy played at Liberty. Not in the SEC, not in the Big Ten, hell, not even in the Big 12. Liberty. So to get to see him, 
on the field with guys that come from the SEC, Big Ten, trying to make an NFL squad, he didn't really look like it was too big. His skills are what you saw him at Liberty. It looks like it, regardless if they're just third stringers. And in my opinion, I promise you, when the game was over and the teams had finished their media obligations, on the ride home, Ryan Tannehill called his his psychiatrist and said, hey, man, are you open next week? Hey, Ron, aren't you in camp right now? Yeah, man, but I really need to talk to you. I'm feeling a certain way tonight. Let me tell you, I, I'm going to look at Tennessee's schedule, their first four or five games. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to get their start. And I will remind you, look, I think it works perfect to let Willis sit all year. I'm not pushing anybody back, Adam, Tennessee fan. I'm not telling you that that's not the smart thing. That is a smart thing to do. But the reality in these situations with the evidence, because those plays he made last night, he's probably making those in practice. Sometimes against the twos and sometimes maybe against the ones. And if he does that, the chatter talks and more pressure comes on Tannehill. And I will remind you, Mike Vrabel was wearing number 50, playing linebacker, when Bill Belichick said, I know we just gave Drew Bledsoe $100 million extension. Imagine what that was back then, how much money that was. They gave him $100 million. I understand his spleen was bleeding out, but when he got healthy, was it like, hey, we got to go back to him, man. We gave him $100 million. No. Vrabel saw that. So if you think Mike Vrabel is not worried about just ripping the Band-Aid off and saying, hey, man. Now, if Tannehill comes out and plays well and Tennessee is competing with Indy to win that division or it just, hey, man, Derrick Henry's going to sit and he's managing the game, Ryan Tannehill's the starting quarterback. But if he slips up a little bit and they and he has bad stretches of two or three weeks, the chatter's going to start. The chatter's going to start. I told y'all, man, before the draft last year, going into free for the quarterback position for the team I got interest in, I, it was it was Deshaun Watson one, Russell two, Malik Willis three, and Aaron Rodgers four. So I did pretty good. Cause damn, wouldn't have been dealing with a new owner, but these damn legal problems for Deshaun. Like damn, bro, but I ain't got to deal with that. Got a guy. Was ready to go. Speaking of that, that joint practice with the Cowboys yesterday in Denver. Um, we know about the fights. You know, I told you yesterday with these joint practices, I'm kind of worried about guys getting hurt. Um, the word on the street from my sources out there, um, Denver's defense pretty much manhandled Dallas's offense. They struggle, and that's expected. Now, that to me, it's one of those things that Dak's got some young receivers, okay? And I know one thing that's went viral. That hit Chubb put on Zeke. Like a decleter just when I know they everybody knows that no one's going that hard. I mean, both teams want to come out healthy. So Chubb pulled up. Okay. It ain't like he went in. And Zeke just left his feet. Set the tone. No wonder why they fight. They pissed on. Like, y'all ain't to this level yet over here, man. They handled y'all with the JV team last year, man. You know? Russ. Now, his whole talks, Russ is like, you know, AC tells, no, she just hate. All of a sudden, Russ hate her. All of a sudden, a Sierra hate her. AC. Oh, that video's horrible. 
Beyonce just dropped. Ain't nobody paying attention to that trash. I'm like, man, I ain't never heard you talk about Sierra like this. Man, this dude hates that real. But the thing is, oh, Russ always talks like he's wired. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Russ gets kind of excited. But, you know, Russ really got the thing going because he's like, hey, I feel healthy, feel fresh, feel like a winner. And he said, I plan on playing about 12, 10, 12 more years. I'm like, hold on, man. Now, granted, now, if he does that, that puts him at the same age as Brady. Russ ain't playing that long. He's saying what he's saying now because he's going to make too much money. And those kids are going to go grow up to be bigger. Little future is going to grow up. His kids really ain't future. I mean, hey, you marry Sierra, you got to take the baggage. And, and, and again, glad to see Sierra be able to get, you know, everybody, oh, Russ is a square. Well, damn, future out here, future got about like 11 kids with like 11 different women. Just making babies everywhere. That's all he does. He got the money to do it, but he's just out there baby making with like about 10 different women. I don't care how much money. Come on, man. Them checks coming in, man. You got to stay in the studio. So they got a little future over there. Russ ain't playing a 10 12, but I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to play about six or eight. And he's got about three years. I'm telling you, mark the tape. He's got three years of prime Russ. And still in his prime. Can move around, whatever. By year four in this, five, because he's about to get a big contract. He's about to get some mega money. He's going to be about 50 million a year. It's going to cost him. So they're going to have to draft very well going forward because the money about to get tight. But I think what he is going to do, he's got three years of prime left. And then in that fourth or fifth year, then you start doing it with your mind. You got to do it with your mind. And you got to know, and he'll know the game in that way. 10 or 12 years, he's going to make too much money. He's too much of a family man. Kids are going to get older. He's saying that now because he's, he's, he's pissed off. He's angry. Like, really? I mean, I wanted to get to Steve. We probably won't have time for it, but I want to get to Steve Smith's top 10 quarterback list that he really, you know, we did the, uh, the, the cornerbacks yesterday. But I wanted to do Steve Smith because I have seen this one. The cornerback, I didn't, and I've got some problems with it. But we'll see if we get that to that. If not, we'll probably hit Monday. But the reality is Russ is eager to go. But if I look at tomorrow, the only thing I'm looking from the Dallas side, this kicking game has been a story, the field goal kicker. And you can sit there, oh, I don't care about a kicker. No, it matters. It matters. It'll have your ass at home again. Not making the playoffs. You missed these field goals. And number two, this young receiving core. I don't care. I, don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure Dak's not playing, but I don't care whoever the backup is. I want to see these young and, – and, and, again, a look at even just the scheme. I mean, because I'm pretty sure the way this has gone, um, Zeke's not playing. Dak's probably not playing. Micah Parsons not playing. Lawrence is not playing. C.D. Lamb's not playing. Is Diggs playing? As the camp Diggs been having, his ass should be out there. He'll get some work even with a third or fourth string receivers out there in Colorado. Um, I would say maybe a series, but no, I probably won't play. Look, man, coaches are terrified. I'm telling you, man, coaches around the NFL, when they saw what Baltimore went through this time last year, and then you're looking at the injuries, they, it's, it's getting to a time to tell you, man, there's something going on. In my opinion, I think they need to think about starting the season sooner and shorten the offseason. I just believe it'll never happen, but I just believe these guys, not everybody's training 365. Not everybody's Tom Brady. Not everybody's, you know, Russ. Not everybody's Peyton. I've said this. You got guys that they show up. Yeah, they're in good. They've been running miles. They've been running the treadmill. But when you get to cut and you're getting to get to somebody that's world class on the other side, these injuries, man, these ACLs, that's what's really going on. They're sitting around. And think about the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Look how long they've been sitting around. 
Listen to the Sports Grind, presented by Dosecki's Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back.